GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. Joining me, my noob Sabat? No, my, you know what? My Johnny Cage. Overcraft <laughs> show. Uh, what is up, LVJ? Uh, watch out, I might punch you in the nuts. See, and that's why I called you Johnny Cage, is because I see you punch people in nuts all the time. You're always it's nut true. punching. It's my go-to move. Yep. And, uh, joining us is, uh, the Goro, uh, <laughs> to my Shang Tsung, Chops. That's Prince Goro to you. <laughs> Prince yeah, Goro, come on. Sorry. You, you took the I, crown off to put your headphones on, so I forgot. That's right. That's a nice crown. I, I think Chops just heard that Jody was on a bunch of episodes in a row, and he's like, whoa, maybe he's overtaking my crown as the guest to be on the show the most, so he's like, book me an appearance. After this, I'm going to his house, and I'm going to say, test your might, let's fight to the death, and I'm going to rip his spine out, his back, and beat him with it. Wow, that was very specific. <laughs> Man, and we have another episode to record, so we are not going to get to witness it. No, we're going to be a little busy. Oh, sorry. I'll Snapchat right. it. Yes. It is what it is. Facebook Live. Uh, it, 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 um, Instagram Live, please. Instagram Come on. Live. Or TikTok. TikTok. There we go. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if it wasn't clear already, we are actually here to talk about uh, Mortal Kombat, the 2021 version of Mortal Kombat. So right off the bat, hold on. You said it wrong. Go, go ahead. You got to yell it, Joe. Oh, well, we, oh, yeah, it. It! <laughs> oh, there we go. Good. So right off the bat, we're going to say this. I'm going to say this one time. There will be spoilers. We will be spoiling everything. So mm. if you don't want to be spoiled, Sphinx, don't listen to this podcast. Okay. Because we will spoil everything. I'm saying it now, laying down the law. Spoiler time. Really, we're just saving you time. <laughs> I don't know if we're spoiling anything. I, I don't like the space like, saying right off the bat. It's like, spoiler alert, have you ever played the video game? People fight <laughs> and some of them die. Like, uh, There is a subtle difference in this movie. All right. Well, listen, I'm hoping that you guys, or at least will be like uh, the resident Mortal Kombat expert, because my Mortal Kombat knowledge is thin. You didn't play well, through all, like, 50 of the games before this? Well, let's, uh, let's back it up. Let's start here, then. What is your experience with Mortal Kombat? Uh, I remember I remember the arcade game when it came out. Uh, more specifically, I have a memory, LBJ, of, like, I think you were there. I think Joey was there. And we were at, like, Matt Lawson's house in his bedroom playing the original Mortal Kombat on, like, Sega Genesis. So I remember that. You know, and I, I've seen the original movie, and I, you know, but I, I'm not—I haven't played a lot of the games. I, I, you know, so it's not really—I'm not really into the mythology. I know some of the main characters, um, but yeah, I mean, this is—I mean, we can say this now. This is like a, a hybrid release. It's out in theaters, but also it was on HBO Max. 
that's how I watched it, sitting in my uh, on my couch, <laughs> watching on HBO Max. Um, yeah, and then I'll just say this now before you throw it over to you. It did come out on April 16th of 2021, so super recent as of us recording this episode. Yep. What was your experience with the other Mortal Kombat movies? Well, I've seen the original one. I've never seen Annihilation. I've heard it's pretty bad. Uh, and I actually, uh, prior to this one coming out, I recently rewatched the 1995 one. Okay. And it's like, it's bad, but it's like the fun kind of bad where it's, yeah. it, it's enjoyable to watch. Yep. Uh, I'll go next. Um, <clears throat> I never really played Mortal Kombat a whole lot, but I remember being in middle school and like, I had this one friend, Mike Bibbick, who would come in and he was an arcade uh, junkie. So he would just like stay at the arcade all day and play. He would come in with like a dot matrix printout of all the special moves they had gotten off of uh, message boards. Cause you know, in, in 1992, 92 or 93, no 92 then um, there, the internet wasn't what it was. It was basically just message boards, message boards. And he would print all these moves out and then people would be lined up at our local arcade in the mall. They'd be lined up like down the center of the mall, all the way out, out of the arcade trying to play Mortal Kombat. It was the biggest game that had ever been released. And um, so I remember that being a huge thing, but we never owned the games. We never really played them a whole lot. At least I certainly didn't. And I'm terrible at fighting games. So it's not like this is a genre I enjoy. Um, so I didn't really play it a whole lot. I don't know a lot about the myth- the mythos of it. I did watch the first movie when it came out. I enjoy it. You're right. It's, it's so bad. It's good. The second movie is so bad. It's, mostly bad um so you know annihilation you can kind of probably skip that uh but that's really the extent of my moral combat knowledge i we i think we own this on 32x if i'm not mistaken we did we did yeah we did own this on 32x so that was that's not the first time i played it but i read the first time i think i've ever played it in our childhood home um I'm pretty sure I've played it at a friend's house because I, I guarantee you mom and dad would not want us to own this game. Um, uh, and I, I think I play this game a lot, though, at friends' houses. I want to say maybe N64 if there was a Mortal Kombat on there or, or something of the sort. Um, but I actually... Just before my wedding, two years, uh, this is now two years ago, I bought at a charity auction um, a friend of mine, Kaz, who was on the podcast a while ago, I think. Yeah, Jurassic um, He and I went in in a charity auction and purchased a arcade one-up of Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, and I think Mortal Kombat 3 Annihilation, the arcade cabinet. And... <laughs> I got to say, uh, just real quick, I was hoping this story was like, shortly before my wedding, I participated in a Mortal Kombat tournament. Really? Uh, that's <laughs> how I... And won. That's how I paid for the I, wedding. I was, Yeah, <laughs> it was not a big prize pool, but I wasn't in debt, so I'll take it. Um, uh, and so I have a arcade uh, cabinet of that with, with the stool. It's really, it's really neat. But I'm awful at fighting games. I blame my brother for that. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm not very good at it. So I've, I've, but I've also played almost every version of Mortal Kombat because my friends liked it so much. Butterboy, Dead Eye Knight loves Mortal Kombat. Um, 
you could pretty much get the newest game for free the year after it comes out because they usually release it for free on whatever gaming platform you're on or dirt cheap. Either way, you're going to get it. Um, and there is a total of, let's see, well, at least probably a- over 20 games. Yeah, there's at least 11 mainline games. Yeah, it's a gigantic video game franchise. Gigantic. And it's mostly because of its notoriety when it was released, being so graphic, and and the use of uh, real people as models for the characters, and the stunt work that they did to film the footage when you played the game in arcade. Um, so much so that I think it... it like didn't wasn't it up in like a bunch of courts for banning uh, by a bunch of senators and stuff? Uh, it was one of the games that actually uh, that actually led to the video game rating system. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I have a decent amount of knowledge about this game franchise, whether I want to know or not. Um, I will say my favorite character is Ermac. You haven't seen him yet; he's pretty cool. Um, and that. <laughs> Like this movie is just the tip of the iceberg of, of craziness. Well, let, let me ask you this just right off the bat then to both of you. Um, with this, like, you know, you just talked about like how huge of a video game franchise this is and how popular it is. Is it surprising the long gap between the last movie and this one? Like what was, what was Annihilation like 97 or something? And this is 2021 uh, annihilation was 97 so there's been mortal Kombat in 1995 annihilation in 1997 there was the mortal Kombat conquest tv series in 1998 and then the uh mortal Kombat legacy tv series in 2011 and then um i think there was an animated movie yep, mortal Kombat score uh legends scorpions revenge that came out last year and then this movie and there's also been a cartoon which i watched growing up as well yeah, and I can tell you why there's such a huge gap in um, <clears throat> the second movie and the remake, the reboot coming out. Um, it was a whole thing that happened. They actually were in the middle of filming the third movie. They had a script written. They were in the middle of filming it, and they were filming in Louisiana when Hurricane Katrina hit, and it destroyed their entire set. And then at the time, once Hurricane Katrina was cleaned up um, – enough for them to start going back to film uh, midway who owns the rights to mortal Kombat, ended up um, going bankrupt and getting bought by another company who uh, in turn lost the rights to mortal Kombat. And so eventually time Warner picked them up with new because they own new line and it just took them forever to get a new film off the ground just because of the whole licensing issue for the film and the fact that they had this, previous script and a partially filmed movie just kind of sitting there. They weren't just, they hadn't decided if they were going to finish it or they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with it. And then finally they decided to just do a full reboot, which then in turn took forever because they had a bunch of scripts written for this. They had several different actors and directors tied to it at, at one time or another. Um, and then eventually James Wan, who's the producer here, picked it up. And that's when things kind of got moving. Once James Wan attached his name to it after the success of Aquaman, which he directed, um, that's what really got things moving and why this one finally got into production and we have it now. So um, is does Warner Brothers own New Line? Yes, Warner Brothers owns New oh, Line. Oh, okay. I was wondering. Because the game franchise, which is now um, NetherRealm Studio, 
who owns Mortal Kombat, is owned by Warner Brothers. Right. So Warner Brothers kind of oversees the release of their games for, for Mortal Kombat. They're the publisher for that. Yep. Uh, um, okay, so I don't have uh, as many of the traditional numbers that I usually have that we go through. We talked about the release date. I will say the budget on this is $55 million, which is relatively... That's you know, not a lot. Not, yeah, it compared to... Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Currently, as we speak, as of looking today, thus far, domestically, it's made $23 million. Uh, and worldwide, it's made $51 million. So it's almost mm. made its budget back in like a week of release. And in the times we live in now, where, you know, the, going to the movies is not the same thing, and people are going in the same droves that they were, that's, you know, that's pretty much guaranteeing that there's going to be a sequel to this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah and absolutely. I, and I tried to convince you guys to go see it in the theater, and I'm kind of glad we didn't, because it, <laughs> it would not have been worth it. Yeah, but you know, I will say this. This movie looks looks a lot better than $55 million. Like I think so. I think they spent the $55 million extremely well. Well, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I will say that they not spend it on, like, interesting-looking sets or anything. No, like, yeah, well, that's yeah. true. I, I would say <laughs> it, it definitely felt like a Mortal Kombat game where you have battle scenes in a spot <laughs> where they yeah. fight, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, honestly, um, you know what it reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of the Mortal Kombat Conquest show. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was it was shot just like that. Like they would have specific places and that's where all the action would take place and then the dialogue would take place in like a hallway. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, what was the uh, WMCA Masters? WMCA Masters, yeah. yeah. Um, so and the, the Rotten Tomatoes for this is 54%. So not, not as bad as you might think. And then the audience score is 87%. So... Uh, a lot of Mortal Kombat fans. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have the numbers for the the top grossing movies, obviously. Um, we can talk about the cast. I will say now I didn't do net worth because I didn't think anybody in this movie was. I'm sure LBJ is going to tell me I'm wrong, but I didn't think anybody in this movie was famous enough where it was going to be interesting to look up their net worth. So. Um, I don't know that it would be interesting to look up their net worth, but there are some interesting people in this film. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let's have it then. Uh, well, I mean, Joe Taslam is the star, one of the stars of the Raid series, of the, the first Raid movie. Who, who was he? I saw that, but who was he in the Sub Zero? Uh, oh, I know. No, no, he was. <laughs> I know in this movie, I met in the Raid. He was the he was the other he was lieutenant the lieutenant cop who fought um the Madman and died. Oh right 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 right, right. okay got it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, McCann Brooks is in this. He's Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl. Uh, he's plays Jack. He is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know Yeah, it's that. crazy because like in Supergirl. He's jacked. Yeah, in this yeah movie, he, he got jacked for this. Huge. I have, he is un, unbelievably huge compared to how he Man. is in Supergirl. Oh, and the guy in Chin Han, the guy that plays Shang Tsung, he's a, he's the banker in the Dark Knight, remember? Yep, he's yep. the banker in the Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> Hiroyuki Sonata is a famous Japanese actor. He plays Scorpion. He was in. Um, He's one of my favorites in this movie. He was in Avengers Endgame. He was the guy yep. that wrote that uh, Hawkeye Ronan kills. Uh, oh right, and uh, the uh, Raiden, the guy that plays Raiden. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, um, or I probably can't pronounce yeah. it. But he's the Tadanobu guy that, Asano. He is. Uh, he plays Hogan in the Warrior, the Warriors Three, in the. Um, 
yep. Thor movies. I know Thor that. Movies, that's right. Yep, it does. Yep. And uh, I mean, there's a lot like like um, Looney Lin, who plays Liu Kang as a famous, famous martial artist. Uh, mm-hmm. Louis Tan, who plays Cole Young, is a martial artist. You know, they got they got legitimate prof- like stunt performers and martial artists to be in these films. Is it, is this the modern day uh, Wheels on Meals, where there <laughs> it's their unknown uh, unknown uh, movie appearance, and then later on they're going to be these great uh, well, martial arts actors? Well, Joe Taslamardi is. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I did think I, I think I saw that the people that play Liu Kang and Kung Lao they said that they were they're yeah. part of Jackie Chan's like stunt group or whatever it is. Yep. So they're both yeah part of the Jackie Chan stunt uh, team. Which, by the way, so I, I, I don't, I don't know what to, again, and you guys are going to be my Mortal Kombat experts, but I feel like what I know about Liu Kang, I feel like he got kind of done dirty in this movie. Like he doesn't really, and and I really feel like Kung Lao got done dirty, man. He seemed really cool, and then like that actually makes sense because Kung Lao, in within the story of Mortal Kombat, he does die and then comes back. Okay. Yeah. So like the. It's it's one of those things where like the game series started out as like this would be fun and and controversial and then they're like oh no people like this we got to put a story to it and so it's kind of like this the, the history of the game is like story came second to this it, whole plot line of characters that they developed. Is, isn't one of the plot things of the story that I remember is that like it was a game designed for like Jean Claude Van Damme but then he like backed out of it and that's where like the character of uh, Johnny Cage comes from. I don't know about that. I, I would be I, surprised. I, it looks like I, him. I I read that somewhere recently that 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 was originally like the game was supposed to be like a vehicle for him, maybe like a Shaq Fu or something. But then he uh, backed out. So that's so. Of course, Johnny I, Cage is not in this film. Yeah. So I, I will say that the history of Mortal Kombat, the story of Mortal Kombat, over the last few games has become way more story and drawn out and more history to it. So like the intro with the Scorpions clan, the Sub-Zero's clan has been really a really big focal point of the game series of recent, which I think is why they kind of focused on that is that they wanted to tie it to their game series and where the story is at currently, because like when we, they use Liu Kang back in the nineties for the first movie, um, he, he's not really as much of as like a, as like a pariah or like a focal point of the series as a character. It is, there is a lot of history just driven around straight up sub zero scorpion Shang Tsung and um, the fact of like resurrection and like souls, like it's like a huge overall theme. Yeah. It's and weird. I, and I was, it's oh. kind of like they're, they've made this movie kind of in the same vein. They made the Marvel movies where they took the stuff they liked from the comics and then kind of made their own um, their own lore for the film. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say this about the movie, you know, kind of before we get into any more of it, I feel like that this movie expects you to know a lot about Mortal Kombat going into it. That as someone who doesn't know a lot, like I, I, I get it. Like I could watch it and I didn't need to know all this, but I feel like there's a lot of things in here that it just doesn't explain. And it introduces a lot of characters yeah. and doesn't really give you a lot of explanation of who they are. Not that I need like a motivation or background for everyone, but they're just like, here's this guy. Here's, the, you know, especially the guys hanging out with, um, 
the the banker from the Dark Knight. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name in this movie. Shang, but like, well, Shang Tsung. He, he's a uh, yeah. Other yeah. than like Sub Zero and like. I mean, like, Goro, everyone knows him, but, like, a lot of it's like, okay, who's this guy, This like, this Cabal guy, he seems cool, but, like, what's his deal? He can move fast, and, like, yeah. this lady's got wings, and she can fly, but now she's dead. Like, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of feel like it expected you to know a lot going into it, at least in my opinion. Well, like it was fleeting. Well, no, like, like nothing, they, nothing had a lot of substance to it. Yeah, they didn't have, they didn't provide backstory for all these characters, but I will say this, the whole film feels like the first part of a larger story. Like it oh, absolutely 100%. feels like the, it feels like the pilot to a TV show. You That's know? true. And I, and I will say this, I mean, based on what we know about the numbers and it's, it's probably getting a sequel, but I, I'm just going to say like, when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, it's a ballsy move to be like, we're going to make a Mortal Kombat movie and not have a Mortal Kombat tournament in it. Like that is like, that's a bold move to me to be like, yeah, this is the prequel to the tournament. Well, and that's the way James Wan actually designed the film. He he designed it to be in three parts. So part one is leading up to the Mortal Kombat tournament. The second movie is supposed to be the entire tournament. And the third movie is supposed to be fallout from what happens in the tournament. Um, and and that's, that's obviously what they're doing is if you, you know, you can see in this one, it's very much just like, all right, we're going to introduce these main characters. We're going to throw some other secondary characters at you. Nothing's really going to happen plot wise, um, but now we've developed this world for you. So in the second movie, when the actual plot happens, that's when you're going to get your payoff. And there it's the same company that produces the game. So I guarantee you they're hedging their bets on because the game is so popular. The lack of information is going to drive people to the game and to find that supplemental content until the next movie comes out. Because, you know, like, Lewis Tan plays a character that's brand new. Like they create him for this movie. And so the, like the rest of the characters you can all find in the game, but you won't find anything more about him. But what do you think the chances are the next time they put out a uh, Mortal Kombat game that he's going to be in there? And that's hundred percent what they're going to do. I mean, they, they take um, licenses with other franchises, like all the horror franchises, Jason, Terminator, um, Rambo, Predator, Rambo, Rambo. Predator, <laughs> Alien, like they, they they take so many licenses with this game. I feel like that Warner Brothers ha- and NetherRealm have probably the best perspective on what their game is and what its reach is, so that this movie is just like a tee up for the bigger franchise because they know that it's gonna it's gonna produce money in a, either direction, movie wise or game wise. Yeah. You know, and, and that was one of my questions about the film in general. Like having a brand new character, you know, I, I don't. I don't dislike it, but at the same time, it's like it's it's weird making the focal point of this movie a brand new character they've never introduced before when they're relying so much on the audience knowing the lore of the film to, to go and see this film. Well, I, I, what I think is and, and the reason why this character exists, and I think it's like any movie where you want to introduce someone to like or a viewership to like a dense mythology is you want a character that's not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So that's like, he's our, like, so he's a vehicle. you, you have, true. yes, you have somebody that you need to explain all this stuff to, like you need to the audience. 
And that's why you have this new character, because as he's getting the information, he gives it to us. It's like the, um, the whatchamacallit, the, uh, in the first Blade movie, that, that doctor lady that he, like, they have to explain everything about the vampire yeah. world to her. That's so fair. I think that that's the point of it, as opposed to having these established characters. You have this guy who's completely out of the loop, and that's why, well, this is what this is, this is what yeah. this is. And it gives you an excuse to kind of explain it to the audience. That's and that's what they, and that's what they released. They did say that they, they didn't want a, a focus on a a character that is existing because it's so hard so much harder to pull a person in with a character that has a dense history than it is to bring in someone new that you're learning everything about them the first way and in their vehicle for the larger scope which is the world not necessarily the character that's fair um, no that, you know and that makes perfect sense now that you explain it to me that way yeah. Um, so, uh, circling back to just kind of finishing off the credits for this, the director, the Simon McQuad, McQuaid, McQuad, McQuaid, I don't know. It's the first thing he ever directed. So, oh, wow. which, and you know what? He, he didn't do bad. He didn't do a bad job at all. I think, um, for what it was, for sure. what the movie is, he, I think he did fine. I wouldn't be surprised if James Wan was very heavy handed in his producing of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think he did. A, I think he did a fine job directing it. I don't. I don't think there's any glaring issues with the direction. No, I, I would agree with that too. I was surprised to see that he didn't have like any credits. But I mean, it's literally like if you look, <laughs> there's nothing. It's not even like he was like. I'm just curious as to where this guy came from. You know, he like, was probably like a stunt director or something, or like an action choreographer. It says he's a native of Perth, Australia. So. Which is where this was shot in Australia. So, yep. mm, okay. Um, now, writers Greg Russo, Dave Callahan. I don't. I mean, I don't have anything on them. Nope. Uh, and, and then the music by uh, Benjamin Wallfish. Um, we have something we're going to play, right, uh, LBJ? Uh, yeah, we do. We have the. I mean, everybody knows the Mortal Kombat song. Like it's from the original <laughs> movie. It is iconic. They're they remade it. Um, yeah, well, I'm just going to play it. Here it is. to get to the part where he yells Mortal Kombat because <clears throat> you know you can't you can't have a Mortal Kombat song without somebody somebody yelling Mortal Kombat or how I'm, will you know what song it is I'm curious because before we started recording uh, Chop said he had quote thoughts about this updated version yeah. he actually made air quotes too it was crazy <laughs> yeah I 
so like you know growing up as a kid it sounds like you're a big fan you you go to like hockey games and there's that like typical hockey game music you know yeah that that, like gets the crowd pumped up um and i feel like this is the modern version of a hockey game song um but you do realize the original Mortal Kombat song is one of those games it's, it's they play, also, yes, one of those songs yes, they no. play at the games. Right, right. But it's it's changed. It's gotten a little bit more dubstepy. It's gotten yeah. a little bit more um, uh, electronic. I guess I want to say. Yeah, but um, I I could have done without it so much in the movie, and just had it at the end. I felt like it was like overplayed, and it was just. Go ahead. Did they play it like during the movie? I guess they I didn't did. Even I, don't, I mean, did. I, I know they played it during the movie. I don't remember it being that prominent. I heard it often, and it was just like the diddle of the do 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 do, like spliced <laughs> in between everything else. And I'm like, I like, I'm already, I already know what I'm getting into. I know this is a reboot. Like, just play the song at the end because that's what everybody wants, and just let's focus on the movie. And it was just it annoyed re- me. So it annoyed me. It- it really took chops out because every time he heard it, he's like, "Did somebody just did a Red Wing player just score a goal at Joe Lewis?" Is it, there's a T-shirt cannon around? <laughs> so, so your problem isn't with the song; it's with that it is, clip well, of the one, song being overused throughout the movie. You know, overused, and I just don't like the version. Of, like, I don't feel like like I I thought it'd be fun to remake in the credits as like a cool thing for fans. I did not want it to be a focal point of the franchise. Like it doesn't need to be a focal point. I, uh, but see, I, I don't know. Like I have to maybe disagree with you. Cause like yeah. LPJ said, that song is almost like people who have no zero about the video game and the movies know that song. Like I but think the has, song, I think the song is almost as iconic as the franchise of the video game. At which that is point. terrible because it's not in the video game. <laughs> Well, but I know. only because of the 90s movie. If it didn't appear in this movie, I would have been very disappointed. Uh, I would have been fine. Well, like I would have been fine if it was just credits. The fact that it was like interspersed throughout, I just did not like. Yeah, maybe it's a little, little fan service, but at the same time, it, I, I'm one of those fans. <laughs> I, would have, I would have been mad if it wasn't there. This whole movie was fan service. Yeah. You're not wrong. No, I know. But that doesn't make it bad. Well... <laughs> no. considering, considering the context of the film it wouldn't doesn't make it bad i mean i, I guess so <laughs> wow i'm curious about your rating now i'm not you know, no i'm not really that curious i'm pretty sure i know where it's gonna fall yeah you got it you got it yeah all right so so we want to dive into this plot yeah i mean did you do what do you guys think on this one because you know do we want to do like the Step by step. Bit, or do you just do you just want to do like kind of the overarching thing and then maybe pick apart certain parts of it? How do you guys feel about it? How are you feeling about this? We'll start with picking it apart. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, okay. So we start off kind of as uh, Chops mentioned, like back in like whatever year it is, and we're introduced to like uh, it was like Scorpion. it was like sixteen hundred, yeah, sixteen like sixteen fifty one or something. We're introduced to Scorpion and Sub-Zero, and they're kind of, like, feud. Um, Here's a question for you. So, like, (laughs) Scorpion's, like, his wife's like, hey, I need more water. Go fill up these two buckets. 
And like he goes, they show him down by the river. He's got one bucket full. And then in the span of him filling up the second bucket, like Sub-Zero shows up, kills all the guards, murders his family, and then like come back to him and then he's got the second bucket full. What was he doing? Maybe he was just enjoying nature. And also like they seem to know each other, but like they didn't speak each other's language. I was confused by that. Yeah, that was a thing I I didn't really get either. Like you're right. They were, they're clearly rival clans of some kind. Um, but it's strange. Like sub zeros, Chinese and, uh, scorpions, Japanese, and they're, you know, rival factions. And you're right. You, you would think that they, if they knew each other or maybe they didn't necessarily know each other, maybe they knew of each other. Well, the thing that I found was confusing. I, I almost maybe agree to you, but then when he, before he even confronts Sub Zero, he like yells his name, whatever his real name is, I can't remember, and he's like, "Ah!" Before he goes and they have the fight, so it was like whatever. It doesn't. I mean, their fight that they have is awesome. Yes. Um, I will say that the one thing that this movie it was noticeable to me, and obviously with the budget it has, is that it definitely uses like the CGI blood, which I thought was kind of noticeable in some scenes, like very noticeable that it was like the CGI blood and not any kind of practical effect, which I get it when you use as much blood as this movie does. It's probably obviously way cheaper to do it that way. I just thought it kind of was uh, noticeable. if you will. Yeah, it, it felt a little bit at times. It was. I, it, it felt gratuitous at the beginning and then I got used to it and then I was like, oh, yeah, it's a Mortal Kombat movie. It's going to have tons of blood everywhere and the only way they could be able to do that properly is with cg blood uh but it was uh it was just like kool-aid syrup <laughs> everywhere also seemingly scorpion's like signature weapon is just something he happened to randomly pick up during that it's fight a, like he, well it's a kunai it's a kunai yeah it's a kunai it's a tool used in japanese culture um it's for all sorts of stuff like digging and cutting and but um, but like I, is it often attached to a rope because he seemed to just kind of do that on the fly you know that's what i'm saying it's like, yeah, that's it why was, it has the, the hole in the bottom of it so yeah it put, was it's developed it was developed into a weapon and then oh, okay yeah well you know what it was cool when he was using it and yeah, their yeah. fight was their fight was pretty dope um so scorpion gets killed um, but like Raiden shows up. Raiden's like the ultimate deadbeat, and I feel this. Like he doesn't do like anything this whole movie. Like he like doesn't really help out that much. And I mean, anyways, if, if you're looking for Raiden to do something, you wait till you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And, I, and I'm <laughs> telling you, man, I think there's a point where he rips his sleeves off so he can sh- so he can show his guns. Yeah, some, oh, some sweet James Remar action. Yeah. <laughs> sweet sweet James Remar guns. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, you know, like, and that uh, is one thing that I noticed that they carried over. Just speaking of the lore of the film, it was that Raiden's kind of deal. Because in the first Mortal Kombat movie, it was the same way. He refused to step in and help until he absolutely had to. In the story of Mortal Kombat, he's a god. He's one of the elemental type gods that is, they each have a realm that they rule over that they're supposed to protect but not interfere in these things. Um, it's just that Shang Tsung has very powerful and does whatever the heck he wants. It's that typical, like, we're not going to interfere God type thing until it becomes an issue to us. Um, and, and so that's why he doesn't really do a whole lot in this movie. But then in the franchise, he, he does get involved more when other gods get involved. Okay. And then I never yeah. really pieced it together that 
Scorpion's a good guy? <laughs> like, I kind of took that, like, that whole Scorpion being a good guy thing and Sub-Zero being a bad guy, I didn't really, I don't remember it depends. that from it, it depends. The franchise, the series, the, you definitely get the feel for the characters because there's so much history sure. involved in them because, you know, Scorpion in the, in the series, I think, is, is the one who kills Bihan, and then like the second Sub Zero is the one that's the main Sub Zero of the game franchise, who like is trying to avenge his brother's death. But it has to do with like a whole bunch of clan stuff. I'm not gonna get into it. I don't know all the details, <laughs> but I will say you feel for both sides. Okay, fair enough. So so Raiden shows up and he takes like uh, Scorpions. Like he has a, they had hidden his daughter, so she didn't get killed. So he takes his baby away. Then we cut to present time. We're introduced to Cole, like we talked about, Cole Young. Uh, he's kind of like this, he used to be this really like big shot MMA fighter, but now he's like kind of like taking fights at the last minute to earn like 200 bucks. Um, we're also introduced to Jax, uh, who that's crazy to me that that's like, he got, that Jimmy Olsen got jacked, yo, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. He's ripped. Like, I did not realize that was him. I mean, I watched a few seasons of Supergirl and I never would have guessed that that was him until so like somebody mentioned it to me. And then the, the, the time I watched it again, I was like, Oh, I guess that is him, but he is huge. So anyway, so like Cole loses his fight and like he, like Jack and Jack's introduces himself. And like, the thing is he's got this like birthmark. That's like a tattoo shaped like a dragon, I guess, but it's like a birthmark. So it's not a tattoo. Um, and I guess that's like what they're using to like, signify or let you know that you're one of earth's champions is that you have this mark but like then it's weird because then like later on they explain if you kill one of the champions you get the mark so i yeah anyways so him and his family go out to eat and then they like they send sub-zero they're like well we don't want this tournament to happen because i guess the thing is is that like i don't know how they establish these rules they seem kind of random but it's like what is it called outworld is that like the, yeah, the bad it, guys. Mm-hmm. And if you win ten Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row, then they can like invade Earth. Is that what it is? They gain control over. And Earth. and the, and prior to the events of this movie, they've won nine in a row. So they just had to win this last one. So they want to make sure they do. So they're like, "Hey, we're going to send you to kill off all their fighters, mm-hmm. so the tournament never happens." Here's my thing, though. If you're Sub-Zero and you're there to kill people, he makes like a real big theatric thing of showing up and making it snow. And like, like why? He should just knock up on him and like stabbed him or something. He really got a telegraph that he was showing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a good assassin. Uh, <laughs> unless it's personal, apparently. Yeah, he's really showy with those snow powers. Um, mm-hmm. So Jack saves... Uh, Cole and his family. Which uh, that, when, that, when his arms get ripped off. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, that, that was, was brutal. Yeah, because Jack stays behind to fight Sub Zero and just gets work. But yeah, he oh, man. freezes his arms and like breaks them off. And it was it is yeah it's brutal, but it's it, it is cool. It is it and, and then he cool. pushes them off and he just falls into like rebar and cement. Yeah, just like man, he, like you already ripped the guy's arms off. Why do you gotta push him off this thing? That's just, Hey, hey, man, he's cold-blooded, you might say. Oh. Uh, I like it. I like it. Are we going to go more puns in this episode? Because I'm all for that. <laughs> if you have any puns, by all means, use them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Cole LBJ, gets his... get over here. 
Um, oh, I didn't tell you guys. I'm sorry. I <laughs> forgot to mention. I, I looked it up. That was the only tagline listed for this movie. Get oh, over okay. here. Nice. So, um, so Cole gets his uh, family to safety, and Jackson told him to go to Indiana to meet up with uh, Sonya Blake. So he goes and he meets up with Sonya Blade. She lives in like a trailer park, like junkyard, I guess. I don't, I, I don't. Um, and like she apparently, this is very, this is where you get a lot of exposition where like her and Jax are special forces and they came across someone who was one of these champions and like Jax killed this guy that killed the champion. So he got the tattoo and they started investigating the tattoo and they find out about Mortal Kombat and a lot of stuff is dumped kind of in this scene. Yeah. And I will say this is the least favorite character of my wife. She complained the whole time. Like, why is she even there? What is she (laughs) even doing with this group? You know, and realistically they kind of address that too. They're like, she's a tattoo. You have no, you have, you're not a champion. Like, right, exactly. Well, I, I, yeah, I guess her and Jax were just buds that they're going to sort it out. When they were like, <laughs> when they had that wall of stuff, I feel like they, the one of the pictures they show is like, was that's like a guy in the game, right? It's like the Native American guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's like a kid. Okay. Yep. Um, and then like, then like this whole scene takes place and then they let you know that she has like Kano chained up. I feel like Kano was a real bright spot he in was, this movie. He was the best part of this movie. He absolutely was the best. He carried this movie on his back. He him, had him, a, him and Cabal. Ahead. I thought Cabal was also pretty pretty yeah, great pretty too. Good. Yeah, I really like Cabal too. He's one of my favorite characters to play as well in the in the game, just because he's got like sword hooks. Like that's the weirdest <laughs> weapon in the world. Um and you, but you, know who, you know who the voice of Cabal is, right? It yeah, sounds it was familiar, the, but it's Dewey Crow from Justified. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. It did sound familiar. I wouldn't, I wouldn't never place it though. But, um, so anyway, so they have Kano there because they were tracking one of the champions and he killed the champion before they got to him. So he had the tattoo. Um, then reptile shows mm-hmm. up. Yep. Yeah. That's who um, it is. And he's like invisible, and he's got kind of like what reminds me of like a xenomorph blood or whatever, because it's like a yeah. melting shit. Oh, melting yeah. Yeah. Acid, acid, yeah. Um, and so they have a fight. I do like, uh, like I like that Kano like punches his heart out. Punches his heart out, and Kano wins. And like those that was, cheesy lines. That was dumb. I loved it. I yeah, I have it. to say, like, I feel like this movie really forced in some of those, like, like, oh, yeah. Kano wins, flawless victory, like, fatality, like, they really yep. Yep. forced some of those lines in, where it was like, and that's how I felt rewatching the original, where it's like, this is not something people say, like, you wouldn't just say, flawless victory, <laughs> like, you wouldn't. They get it. They have to say it because it's part of the game. But I will say the worst part about that scene where Kano rips out the heart was just before it, where Sony's like knife, and they like choreograph these two people who just <laughs> met throwing a knife to her as she like somersaults in the air and grips it underneath. Yeah, it, her it's, body. it's I'm like, no, I did not like that one bit. It's completely unnecessary. I, I agree with you. So. So it turns out that um, Kano, for they need to get to Raiden's temple. And for some reason, Kano knows where Raiden's temple is. So Sonya's like, I'll give you $3 million to take us there. There's an unnecessary airplane scene. Mm-hmm. They parachute out. 
Then they wander through the desert. This part I baffled oh me. Oh my god! Because they're like wandering through the desert, and then they just happen to come upon Liu Kang, and he's like, "Oh, I'm well, so glad you're here." And the sun was constantly setting. I don't know how long they were in that desert. It never seemed like the time of day changed. It just seemed like they were forever walking at sunset in the desert. Well, here's another question for you. They're wandering, like seemingly going in the wrong direction. Luke Cage shows up and is like, oh, hey, I've been looking for you guys. Yeah, and then right. they walk back in the direction they came to go to Raiden's temple. What? How did Luke Cage know where to find him? Like, he and, just... and Cole's walking around in jeans. Like, there's no water. There's no fat. They're not wearing any protection on their face. Like, they, by that point, would have had sun poisoning and would have been dehydrated and would have been the most useless fighters in the world. It's true. (laughs) So they run into Liu Kang. He's got fire powers. Um, They go to Raiden's temple. They find out that they have rescued Jax, and he's not dead, and he's there. He doesn't have arms, but their medics are working on him. Yeah, Um, these these monks are working on metal arms? What the hell? (laughs) Where did I get this technology from? Well, and that was a weird thing. It was like they had... You know, they had the special, like, magic technology, and then it combines with their power of their tattoo, which they call, was it Arcana? Arcana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. called Arcana. That's a, okay, like, can I, I'll just ask this question now, because we're not quite there in the plot, but, so they, they build Jax the tiniest robot arms ever. (laughs) And they look, they look so, with the tiny hands. They look so (laughs) stupid on him. But then, like, when he needs it, they become like these really intense robot arms. Is they and they never specifically say it, but that is that his arcana yeah, manifesting. Yeah. That's how it manifests. Is that's it, the same reason why metal arms? Why Kano has the laser eye? Mm-hmm. No, I understand the concept of the arcana in this. It's just weird that they never explain that. Like they just like it's like his or his or what? What if? What if he hadn't needed robot arms? Would his are kind of just been like metal casing on his arms? Or? He would have had great metal shoulders. Well, um, anyways, I mean, the Arcana is just a vehicle for the game. What their move sets are—that's yeah. all it, it is. To explain why they're why they have magic. Abilities. Why they have magic powers? Yeah. Okay. So they meet Raiden. Uh, Raiden's kind of a dick and is like, "Hey, you guys suck." But I guess we'll, we'll... <laughs> he dunked on them hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Dunked, it's so great. We him, go to this desert looking for this guy, and we get there, and all he does is dunk on us. So, and I then I think that's when uh, like Sub Zero shows up, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because they're like, "Oh, we're gonna train you," but blah blah blah. So Sub Zero shows up. He has a little bit of fight with Liu Kang, but he seems to be getting the best of him. And then, like, my favorite character in the movie, Kung Lao, shows up and throws his like hat. Yeah, and, like, and like, but then like, uh, what Shang Tsung? Yep, Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. He shows up and like he's like, "Ha ha! I'm gonna kill you now because we don't want this tournament to happen." And then like instead of like teleporting him away, which we know Raiden does, he does some thing where he makes like an electrical barrier, but that like is it permanent for some reason? I, I was confused by the whole barrier thing. Mm-hmm. It's like magic stuff. No, I, I understand that it's magic, but I don't. I mean, I didn't understand. That's it. He just he he can't he can't kill Shang Tsung and he can't fight. But he can put a barrier up, so they can't fight. I think that's if, essentially what it is. If Kano hadn't turned on him, would that barrier have lasted? Indefinitely until they fought, probably. Yeah. Okay. 
So anyway, so this barrier goes up, and then they're like, all right, we're going to train you until you guys, your arcana shows up. So there's a lot of, like, training and different stuff going on. Uh, I like uh, when, they, um, when they're when they at dinner, when they finally get um, – Oh, I hope you say finally, I hope you say finally, line. When they get Kano, when they get his arcana to show yep. him, it's like a laser beam on his eye. And he's like – he's so funny because I, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like oh, – um, You want it? You want it? Yeah, go ahead and say. I know he says like it's better than. F- go ahead. It goes better than fireballs, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's so excited. He's like a laser beam. He's like better than fireball, you pussy. I like what he calls. Uh, and he like says that like uh, Kung Lao throws a sombrero around yeah. and stuff. So, <laughs> so it, it's oh, pretty man. funny because he does, and that's like I don't know. Kano shoots a laser out of his eye, so we got to work this in. Um, then it turns out, like, he doesn't seem to be able to get uh, – Cole can't get his arcana to, like, show up. So Raiden's like, all right, just go ahead and get out of here, I guess. You're not going to be any use to us. So they send him home. You're just going to die anyway. Yeah, so they send him home. And then, like uh, – what's his name? Um, the sorcerer Girl. guy. Oh, Shang Yeah, he gets his crew, and they're like, all right, we're going to go finish this. So they show up with, uh, with uh, uh, the, the Cabal. Cabal. Uh, Prince the Goro, the, well, Goro Nintaro, show up there. Also, the, well, um, Kitaro, I think her name is, or Katara. The the MC Hammer guy with the hammer. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Natara and then Melina. Melina, that's it. Sorry, Melina's is a guy is a guy with a hammer? Somebody, General Raiko. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so they show up, and like Cole goes to where his family is, but Prince Goro shows up there. Uh, and then we get a big fight scene, and basically the good guys, like, they all get in their butts whooped, like, Jax and his, like, little baby arms gets beat really bad, Sonya gets beat up bad, everybody's getting beat up bad, like, Cole's getting worked by Prince Goro, but then, like, just as it's about, he's he's about to, like, take his family out, his arcana finally manifests, and apparently it's, like, Black Panther armor, <laughs> Right, it's like, like yeah, yeah, they're like bandages basically that like appear on his body, like fighter bandages, and they absorb but they're like metal. Hits. Yeah, well, they like absorb hits, and then he can manifest that energy into either like attacks or weapons or whatever. And so he makes uh, nightsticks, mm-hmm. bladed <laughs> yeah. nightsticks. And then Kung Lao is the coolest character in this whole movie, and saws that lady in half with his hat. Yep. That is, which was that is awesome. which, that's, that's one of his fatalities in the game. Yes, it is. That, that is sweet because the lady, the flying lady, is trying to sneak up behind him. He like jumps up, lands on top of her, and steers her into his hat, which is spinning like a buzzsaw and cuts yep. her in half. And I'm like, so okay, that's cool. Um, also, it was pretty sweet when uh, Cole's powers manifest and he takes out Prince Goro and he like cuts his hand off and he like s- cuts his stomach open and stabs him through the eye and like he mm-hmm. falls over and all his like guts and intestines are falling out and stuff. Yeah, like, and then you know his daughter's scarred for life for that. Yeah, but whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, so like. I, apparently that was all a play by Raiden because he knew this was going to happen and it, it was going to unlock his arcana, I guess. I don't know, because he comes back and then they're all trying to get away, but like Kung Lao ends up getting caught by Shang Tsung and gets his, he, he'll, he swallows his soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swallow your soul, I swallow your soul. Hey, I swallow your soul. <laughs> um, so they escape, but like he gets killed. So like Liu Kang's upset and they're in this like kind of like the, I can't remember what they call it, but they're in this like space where he can't get them. So, but they have a plan. They're, they're like, own. you know what? 
yeah, they're like, they don't want a tournament, but we're going to give them one because we're going to fight them all separately. And they're like, Raiden, you could teleport anybody anywhere, right? He's like, <laughs> yup. Apparently, he doesn't even have to be in the room with them. He can just be like, zap, 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 because all these people show up in different places. So you get Jimmy Olsen fighting the guy with the hammer with his new robot hands. You get Sonya fighting Kano at her trailer park. And then uh, Cole and uh, Liu Kang team up to fight Cabal and the lady with the big mouth and the pointy teeth. Melina. So, uh, like, the good guys all win. It's pretty awesome when Jimmy Olsen smashes that guy. Oh, yeah. Where he, like, Face. slaps his hands together with his robot hands and it they, explodes. They win, and it's, like, not even a fight. Like, they win you know. pretty handily. Yeah, what, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty great when he smashes that guy's head and he's like, oh, yeah, these things fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, and, and Sonya stabs uh, Kato in the eye with a garden gnome. Uh, so she gets she she one gets the gets the mark and unlocks her arcana faster than anybody else in the movie because yep. when she shows up, she blasts a hole through the lady with the M- Milana or whatever your second name is Melina. Uh, blasts a hole through her. Uh, and you see her spine, which is kind of cool. Uh, and Luke, Luke Kang, he uses that like he uses his like his like floaty kick move is a thing, mm-hmm. right? In the yep, game, yep. right? Because he uses that, and then he unleashes like a um, gigantic like fire dragon. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's one of his fatalities in the game. That, like, yeah, yeah, because he like melts Cabal, and then he does say fatality, which I was like, eh, okay. Um, so but he says it's for uh, fatality for, for his cousin for Kung yeah, Lao. For, it's a heartfelt yes. moment. All right, well. Uh. <laughs> so, but Sub-Zero kidnaps Cole's family, and he, like, shows up, and he's like, hey, this bracelet your daughter made, I'm going to freeze it and crush it. So he, like, chases after him, <laughs> and then they're then they're at his MMA gym, and it's all frozen, and his family, his wife and Which, daughter are frozen. That was the coolest set, I think, by yeah, far. Yeah, that was cool, and they, they used it really cool. It reminded me of, like, those fighting games with like the interactive like environments because they mm-hmm. keep getting thrown into the ice and it's like broke break. So he's fighting Sub Zero. It's not going super great. No, and they did, um, I will say this: they did a good job incorporating the characters' moves from the game in the fight without making yes. it seem too cheesy. So like yes. it, it like it made sense that all of a sudden Sub Zero would put up a wall and then push him through it, or like you know they'd. He'd, he'd made the ice dagger out of the blood and you know mm-hmm. that stuff made sense within the context of the fight without the, being forced yeah there is a lot of like um they didn't do like the direct sub-zero one where he like no. shoots and freezes them but the one where there's a constant move where like he jumps back and creates a double of himself yeah. in ice that was really cool to see too so Raiden had given Cole the blade, the Scorpion's blade from the beginning of the movie. Uh, and, and he's kind of getting worked by Sub-Zero, but then like he like cuts his own hand on it. And once his blood gets on the blade, it like summons Scorpion. Cause he's been hanging out in hell for centuries. Uh, that, or I think he uses his uh, heat, the energy from his arcana to activate it some way. It's I don't know. Blood, I couldn't tell. Because they're, they're th- blood relatives. So that's, that's, I thought it had yeah. to do with his blood because it doesn't activate until it cuts his hand. Right. Anyways, oh, right. anyway, Scorpion shows up from hell. You get the great like moment where he throws his chain thing and you get you get the line, the mm-hmm. get over here. And then you get another awesome fight between him and yeah. uh, Sub-Zero. Really uh, yeah, it's a really good fight where they're just... It, um, but then, like, Cole ends up helping him out, and, like, it's brutal, and they end up, like, taking down 
uh, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion does what I believe is one of his finishing moves where he, like, melts yeah. his face. Yeah. Where he's, where he's like, I learned to master the fires of hell, and he's like... Breathe fire off. He just, like, melts Sub-Zero, saves his family, uh, Raiden shows up with his buds... Uh, then, then, uh, Shang Sun shows up and like, he's like, ah, next time I brought fighters this time, I'm, next time I'm going to bring an army. And Raiden's like, get out of here, psych. And he teleports them with like the lightning. Um, and then like Raiden's like, oh man, we're going to have to find some new champions. I'm like, how many of these champions are out there? <laughs> like they make it seem like there wasn't that many, but, and then like the stinger at the end is like Cole's packing up to leave the gym and the guy from the meeting's like, uh, kind of give him a hard time. He's like, I ain't fighting for $200 anymore. And he's like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to Hollywood. And then they cut, they club, they show up a poster and you don't see the face, but it's of like a Johnny Cage movie. And then it's like, then you get that music that uh, Chops loves so much. Yep. And that's yep. the end. Yeah. And yep. Yeah, and the movie felt like, like I said, it felt like the prequel to the actual movie. <laughs> It was it was great because I read it was two hours on HBO Max and then when it ended it was an hour and forty minutes and I'm like that's how I like that way better hour forty minutes uh, I I'm uh, it was the perfect length it didn't need to be any longer no I agree I, I think it was good um, yeah I, I had no issues with the length at all no no I, I think it was I think it was a good length I think any longer I mean it, it maybe could have been a little bit shorter there might have been a little bit kind of mm-hmm. But, you know, it is fine. I think the length worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, overall, the movie didn't drag. I don't think there was any part point where the movie dragged too much. There was obviously the, some... Just some scenes with Cole and his wife and his yeah. daughter. Those were scenes that were just kind of... Uh, didn't really do a whole lot for me, but... Um, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I, it's it was steady. I will say, I, I to, and I told you guys before recording, I watched this again today, like right before we recorded, because I watched it when it came out last Friday and then watched it again. And it does go by fast. Like it doesn't drag. Like, I mean, cause it is pretty much just kind of like a little bits of plot to set up some elaborate fight scenes. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what this is. And I, and I think they succeed in the fight scenes. I think they're all pretty interesting. Yep. Um, you definitely feel like each character has its own fight style, like in the game. Sure. You know, Kano's real brutal brawler. Jax is just arms. Um, <laughs> And, and yeah, it it was cool because they let the character shine from the game uh, without being too video gamey, I guess. Like, you know, yeah. like it, it, you don't nobody's teleporting all over the place to, in a fight or doing like crazy moves that they do in the video game, which I, I appreciated that they kept it a little bit more brutal as far as like real realism fighting, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, you're saying. Um, all right. I mean, is there anything else we want to uh, hit with this or we want to just go right to, uh, oh, you know what? No, I did have some, I did have some role reversals and they're not okay. even really role reversals. They're just, um, characters that were, uh, essential. Well, I do have one role reversal. Kano, uh, Joel Edgerton was being considered for Kano. He would have been awful. Yeah. I think that you could not have casted Kano better at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a list of characters that were rumored to appear in the film and the actors who were going to play them, but never, it never came to fruition. Uh, so Vin Diesel was going to play Shao Kahn. Sure he was. Yeah. Megan Fox <laughs> as Katana. Oh God, no. Robin Show, who was Liu Kang in the original movie, was going to play Shang Tsung, which would have been interesting. That would have been cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Daniel Wu, I don't really know who that is, was going to play Liu Kang. 
uh, Manu Bennett, uh, AKA uh, Deathstroke from the Arrow show, uh, was going to mm. play Kano. Scott Adkins was going to play uh, Johnny Cage. Uh, Jason Momoa as Nightwolf. They were no. never going to get Jason. God, for this no. Oh, God, <laughs> There's no. no way. Tony well, John. I- Good. Hold on a second. Don't say they would never because if him and James Wan are tight. That's true. You know what? That's absolutely true. And if, if it was just kind of like a cameo or a small. He wouldn't, like he it, wouldn't do it by himself, though. There would have had to have been one other big name person in there, I think, for him to do it. I'm just saying is like I wouldn't be surprised. Like it, it, like if it was if it was just like, hey, come in to do this for a day. Like it's not like a starring role. He might do it for James Wan. I feel like anyways. Uh, the original plan, I guess, for Scorpion and Sub Zero, Scorpion was going to be Tony Jaw, which would have been sweet, and Eco yeah. uh, 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 Uwes, the guy from The Raid, was going to be Sub Zero, which would have been awesome. Uh, Ronda Rousey as Sonya. No. Yeah, I don't know how well she can act, but fighting wise, she'd be pretty good. Uh, Michael Jai White was going to reprise his role from the uh, web series and be Jax. And oh, then, God. ready? Liam Neeson as Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Michael Jai White. I would have been down with him. Oh, yeah. This. Well, he, and he plays Jax in the TV show or the uh, like the, the web show. And um, he does a great job. He was actually one of the guys that spearheaded the making of those those shows. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe he'll show up in the new, in the next film. I don't know. Who knows? Gotcha. Who knows? Who do you think is going to be? What what Mortal Kombat character do you think is going to be in the next uh, next film? Well, they're obviously going to have the second Sub Zero in. Um, they kind of set that up basically, uh, or at least they kind of allude to. No, that's not true. I can't. <laughs> I can't not see them bringing the second Sub Zero, considering they set up the death of the first Sub Zero in this film, like they did in the lore of the of the car, of the the game. And obviously, okay. you're going to have Johnny Cage because Johnny Cage, that was. Yep. That was telegraphed. Um, what other original I, I, characters? What other f- um, first game characters aren't in this? What other first oh. games? Ca- what characters aren't in this? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his What's his name? Baraka. Baraka. Um, uh, I can look up the first game. I will say they'll probably have Noob Saibot in the second one. No, I, I think they used everybody from the first game. Raiden, Goro, Sonya. Uh, the besides only one, jo- oh, besides yeah, Johnny used, Cage. I think yeah, they used, they used everyone, everyone but Johnny Cage. Baraka, I don't think, was made it until... Um, He's got to be in so. Rep- Reptile is a secret character. Yep. Um, Smoke, but, was Smoke but in there? Goro, Shang Tsung, Reptile were in the game, but not as playable characters. Okay. Um, but Noob Saibot, I think, will probably make an appearance in the second one because of what Shang Tsung alludes to as, like, death means nothing. Because in the game series, Noob Saibot is the original Sub-Zero. The resurrected but he's, Sub-Zero. But he's a resurrected one, and he's, like, sm- he's like uh, like creates doubles of himself and is, uh, like, shadowy stuff. What, what, are, what are some other, uh, I use this word, like, good guys, that can, like Katana, like... Like well, they had or... the the umbra or the fan of Katana in in Raiden's temple. Yeah. Um, I could see them. Let's see. What are the good characters? Isn't there a guy that's like a police officer or something like that? Like, I don't know. No, that's Jay. That's that's um Sonia. That's Sonia and Jax. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I don't know. It's kind of uh, I guess Kenshin is a guy. Who's a newer character, Kenshin T- T- Takahashi? Um, Isn't there a guy that wears a like a guy? 
I was gonna say yeah, like a yeah. A blind he's blind. Animal, yeah. He's a blind um, swordsman from Japan. I feel like I saw, and I think it's in one of the newer ones. But I was I watched like some stuff on YouTube where it's there's a guy. He's like a gunslinger or something. He looks like a cowboy, and he's got like revolvers. He yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's um. Oh man, what's his name? I can't remember his name. But yeah, he's pretty cool. He's got yeah. He's he is a lot of fun to watch people play because he does have two uh, pistols and stuff by his side and. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff with them in the game. Nice. Um, I can't find him. Is it? Is it Striker? It's not Striker. Yeah, Striker's no. one of the guys. No, he's yeah, he's not that one though. Uh, that that Joe's talking Isn't about. It, wasn't Striker like Jax's partner or something? In the... Uh, Striker was the leader of the Special Riot Control Division in NYPD and somewhat stout looking. I told you there was a police officer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so. You friggin' so. jerks. Curtis Striker is a former Marine. Um, oh. I, I don't see anything else real quick about him uh, relating to Jax. So Rambo yeah. will be in the new one. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably uh, Terminator will be in it. Uh, <laughs> Alien, Predator. Predator. Oh, Aaron, it, Aaron Black is the guy that you're the gunslinger. Aaron Black. Isn't there, isn't there a, a Mortal Kombat game where they just fight the DC universe? So maybe like all the DC characters. Yeah, Mortal Kombat game. versus, uh, or no, well, that's the DC game. There's a DC fighting game. Yeah, the where it's the, plo- it's the plot line of um, no, where, like, I, Superman's I'm a, I'm a, evil. Uh, no, I'm aware of uh, whatever it's, it is. Injustice. 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 But I think that the prior to Injustice, there was a game where it was literally just like Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Universe. Yep. Yep. And that game was actually, I think they had to like D Mortal Kombat in because it was <laughs> with DC. They couldn't. It couldn't be as bloody oh, they, they or couldn't, as gruesome. They couldn't have somebody like rip out the Flash's spine or something. Basically. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, uh, does anyone have anything else that they want to cover before we kind of get into our ratings on this? No, no, I'm good. All right. Well, let's rate this thing then, eh? All right there, uh, chaps. Yes. Oh, oh, sorry. I hit the, I hit the sound effect again. My bad. <laughs> my apologies <laughs> still going no uh chaps do you want to go first or do you want one of us to go first uh i will go first i will say that i didn't have high hopes for the movie i knew it was just gonna be a dumb mortal Kombat movie like and to say that means nothing to anybody who has no idea what mortal Kombat is um uh, but it was just gonna be a dumb martial arts movie with a lot of blood is what i was expecting <laughs> and that's exactly what i got i got what i wanted out of it there was a few annoyances with some of the the characters um do, do, in effect do, 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 do. <laughs> yep the music just came in out of nowhere for no reason um and also just like some like I, I know that they didn't go deep into details, but there's just like like they left a lot of stuff out just to progress the scene on things like just enough backstory or at least explanation of stuff like where Kano got the plane from. Like, I, I don't even know where like like there's things that I that I don't understand how it happened, but it did. And that's that's great. So um, uh, what what is it out of five? What are you new? Right? I don't remember. It's been so long. It's been so long. Yeah, it's been five on machine five. guns. And you okay, can go out, out of guns. out of five um, dragon birth marks, I'm probably going to give it like two and a half. 
right in the middle. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go next because I feel like we're we're pretty in line with this. Because I mean, it, it, I I didn't dislike watching it. I mean, it helped that I just sat on my couch and watched it on uh, HBO Max. Like I, I probably wouldn't have been as excited to see this in the theaters. I think a lot of the fight scenes are done well, especially the Sub Zero Scorpion stuff. Um, like I said, as someone not really familiar with Mortal Kombat mythology, it was a little overwhelming. Some of this stuff and everything it threw at you. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm two and a half machine guns on this. It, it, you know, if you have HBO Max, it's definitely worth a watch if you're if you're thinking about maybe watching it. But I wouldn't like run out to the theater to see it. Yeah, um, I'll go next. Um, I like this movie. I you know, hold, let me back that up. I like this movie for what it is. Uh, it's you know, it's not Shakespeare. Like like my sister was. My sister texted me and said, um, "Should I watch it?" I'm like, "Well, let me." Let me temper your expectations here. It's not Shakespeare, but you know it's a movie based <laughs> on. It's got no, it's got no real drums in it. No, no real drums. It's a movie based on a video game about fighting, and that's what you're getting on screen here. You're getting a movie based on a video game that has fighting in it, and it has a lot of the elements of the fighting, a lot of the elements of the video game that you want to see without being too video gamey. Um, I like the character. I don't think there's. I didn't I didn't dislike any of the characters in it. Like I think the actors did a good job playing their characters. I had no issue with that. Um the plot is kind of nonsensical in t- at times and they definitely leave some things out, but overall it's a good watch. You know, it's not anything it's not a long movie. It's a fast watch. You're not going to turn it off halfway through and or get bored watching it. Um so I, I want to go a high three machine guns. I think it's probably better than three machine guns in my opinion, but I can't give it that three machine gun. Can't give it three and a half machine guns. Um, you think it's you think it's better than three machine guns? I think I think in regards to what it is, if you go in with the expectation that it's a movie based on Mortal Kombat, you're not going to leave disappointed. Um, I mean, uh, it's not three machine guns. It may be three machine guns in the context of when the other movies come out, but that's a right now it is not. Well, that's that's fine. That's why we have three people rating independently. Uh, I say three machine guns. I say it's a definite go watch it once and then maybe you'll love it. I guarantee you there's people out there that are going to love this movie and watch it all the time. I think your love of this movie depends on your love of the Mortal Kombat franchise. I agree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. That's my point. My point is, there's a lot... Look at it. The movie made $51 million in one week with limited release. Right? Well, 51 million worldwide. That's what I'm saying. With limited release. People are going to go see this movie, and they're going to like this movie, and they're going to go see it again, even though it's dumb. You know, the movie's stupid. It's not... A smart movie. It's not like I said. It's not Shakespeare, but I think I'm saying that it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's it's real not, funny that you're comparing it to Shakespeare. It's not, Was there a lot of Mortal Combats in Shakespeare? <laughs> the drinking game for this episode is how many times does LBJ say it's not Shakespeare? It's not Shakespeare. Because it's been like five times in the it's last not a, It's not a Rembrandt painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Leonardo da Vinci invention. Uh, you wouldn't find it in the Louvre. <laughs> no. You're never going to see this in the Library of Congress uh, or the Smithsonian even. That's going to be the, the new tagline for this podcast is you wouldn't hear this in the Louvre. <laughs> you wouldn't hear this in the Louvre. Yeah, right. 
wow, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, I think people would enjoy. I think the people that like this type of movie are really going to like you're, this type of movie. You're, you're right. The people who like this movie will like this movie. You're <laughs> right. You're absolutely right, LPJ. Wait, I before before we move on though, I just want to ask you one other thing. Would you? So you're saying definitively, it's not Shakespeare, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, parts of it. There's definitely some drama in there. I see a little, uh, little Romeo and Juliet. Maybe some. Yeah, the Capulets and the Montagues. Yeah, absolutely. Kano and Kenya, Kano and Sonia. There was a real Romeo Sonia. 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 Nobody knows what we're talking about. No, but we do. It's fine. Sano is their couple name. Kano. Johnny Cage. You know what? I just want to say. I just want to say this. Your Um, might. Just as we wrap up here, I just want to say, friend of the friend of the podcast and and frequent guest Dave, his like. He gets irrationally angry about the weirdest things, and he was so mad about this movie. He's like, "This movie doesn't have Johnny Cage in it. That's bullshit!" Like he was so mad about it. You like, needed more nut punching. Apparently, I'm like, I'm like, I haven't seen you this mad since Taco Bell got rid of potatoes. <laughs> Which you know what they brought back, so he's happy now. I'm sure. So he's got to be at least something's looking up for him. So, but anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah, like I said, I I, I think we're 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 not. I, it's funny because our ratings are fairly similar, but I feel like we're farther apart than the ratings are. We're, we're half a rating away, and we're thinking it's not great, and you're thinking it's great. I yes. said great. I said good. Whatever. Test your mic. <laughs> All right. Well, honestly, between this movie and the first Mortal Kombat, I'd say watch the first Mortal Kombat because it's so bad it's good. Oh, yeah. I would say that for sure. Yeah, so don't get if me anything, wrong. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying this is Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We get it. You've never read a Shakespeare play before. My God. Uh, <laughs> Are you dying? Okay, where are we going from here? Oh, Joe just took that poison uh, Romeo took. <laughs> you know, in Shakespeare, when I was reading it, before I watched this movie, so I could compare mm-hmm. it to. Um, yeah. Anyway... <sighs> So yeah, we're last action podcast. Uh, we're uh, we're here every Monday and on the Gamesville Media Network and everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you know what? I'm skipping the rest of the plugs. Chaps, what do you want to plug? I am on the Legend of Retro podcast. It comes out every Thursday on the Gamesville Media Network as well. Listen to me and my crew, uh, The Glitch, Craig WK, and Xander talk about retro video games. It's everything you want to hear um, about retro video games. Great. Oh. We, we uh, um, are currently doing a Mega Man music bracket for this season. How do you guys, how do you guys feel about Mega Man music? You know, you know, I ride or die with my boy Proto Man. So. Mm. Nice. Yeah, our our theme is Robot Master, so he does not count in that. God dang it! <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel. I'm the one who moderates your drafts every year. So. Yes, that's right. Right, we know your feelings. Uh, just go to Patreon.com and you can hear that episode. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/GamesOfMedia, and you'll find a lot of fun stuff, extra content, just for a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can spare. Uh, oh, and Joe, as of this recording, we have officially recorded the last episode of Noobs and Dragons for season two. 
It is in the books. I am done recording Noobs and Dragons. Like Shakespeare, that podcast is over. Goes on. It is dead. We recorded for we recorded for two years. It took us to finish the series. Ninety nine episodes. Long time. For a while, it was so wild because I feel like you've been saying it's almost over for like a year straight. You're like, we're getting down down to the nitty gritty. It's like, are you? Because I feel like you've been on it for a million years. So that's that's exciting to hear that you. So what? It, so you recorded the last episode. So what will they be like on until like January or something? Actually, honestly, the last episode, our last episodes will go on in like August. <laughs> like we have enough episodes recorded at this point to like fill up the next three months. Well, there you go. Cool. Yep. Cool. 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 All right. Well. Chops, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm glad uh, you guys chose me for this. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you're our Shakespeare expert. (laughs) Doth do protest. I wanted to to make sure you were keeping me honest with my uh, Shakespeare comparisons. It is I, Chops, the poet laureate of this podcast. Yeah. I had to say. pentameter in check. I had to say, this is one of my favorite tangents we've ever caught on the show is the Shakespeare one. One last plug before you close the show. Um, There's a video that has a a cover of the Mortal Kombat song with Gilbert Gottfried that everybody needs to listen to. It is so great. Yep. It's real good. It's so great. It's it's practically Shakespeare. It's practically Shakespeare. (laughs) Enough chops, right? What was, what? The, what was the campaign? No more chops. Or was enough chops. Enough chops. I'm gonna say. I mean, you know what? I'm reversing my opinion. Not enough chops. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, thanks for being here. I guess. You're uh, welcome. This episode I, last. What, Joe? What? What? <laughs> I was ending the show and you butted in. What do you want this I time? I, I I was just trying to work it to be or not to be, but like. I, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, go ahead Can and finish it now? up. Can I finish now? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. This episode of the Last Action Podcast probably has been terminated. But we'll be back to be or not to be. That's going to be the one thing I added out of the show. <laughs> you need to just splice in the Gilbert Gottfried video. All this. right, goodbye. <laughs> oh, I thought you already stopped yeah. I'm stopping now. Uh-huh, uh-huh.